Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk all about feeling over it. And when we get dispassionate and we start getting an attitude and it starts taking over our life because we're getting impatient for change. We just need something, anything to feel right again and we are just waiting 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 for the world to change and it never does and so what do we have to do we have to find something in our life in ourself to create that change and robust life and empowerment ourselves. you know the sad truth is is that us regular people don't have a bunch of money and resources like others And so we depend on a world to function adequately. And when it doesn't, we tend to blame ourselves rather than blaming what's going on. And some of these attitudes get bolstered by Fox News and all these right-wing radicals to to say that, you know, regular people uh, are just lazy. They're just moochers. They just don't want to try when nothing could be further from the truth. At the end of the day, it takes a real discerning eye to figure out what's really going on in the world today. And it takes a certain amount of bravery to call out bullshit when it's happening. We have this tendency to shame and guilt ourselves when things aren't going right, even when we're doing everything right, even when we're trying to put our best foot forward. And so this episode's all about how to rekindle something that went missing, to find our happiness, humor, empowerment, and worth, and to find that spark that goes dormant when we feel like life isn't fair or life isn't going our way. If you like us and the work we're doing, please give us a cup of joe at Chef Bright Comedy. That's Linktree Chef Bright Comedy, YouTube Chef Bright Comedy, Instagram Chef Bright Comedy. If you like what we're doing, please be a part of the conversation. Thank you for your support, and let's begin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I mean, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, my beautiful wife and co-host is here to pilot the ship. She's my navigator. She's the flight of the navigator. She's the uh, the queen to my rook. She's the, I don't know. She's Rebecca Russell. <laughs> Please say hello to the folks. Hello. So you guys, the reason why I started the show off like that is because I want to talk about something. I want to talk about feeling over it and feeling out of sorts and dispassionate over life. When bad attitudes and burnout takes over and life paralysis sets in and uh, you start getting impatient. You get impatient for change. You get impatient for the world to pull the stick out of its ass and get right. And it just never happens. And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about life paralysis and burnout. I want to talk about when we start getting more attitude than gratitude. I want to talk about life boredom on a cellular level. I want to talk about how we... um, should deal with these moments in life where we're just fucking playing over it. And I've got a whole bunch of stuff here to kind of guide us through. How you doing there, baby? I'm okay. I got a little bit of a summer cold, so 
Yeah. Me. You woke up with a sore throat. I did. Yeah. Well, you know, is what it is. It is. It's a good thing you don't have to do a lot of voice work for your job. Exactly. And I have an extra day. I was kidding because you're a podcaster. (laughs) It just went right over my head. I see that. It swirled right over. But at least I have an extra day off this week, so that's good. Yeah, totally. No, you need that. You know, every once in a while, you just got to catch up. Catch up on yourself. Relax. You know, we put so much effing pressure on ourselves to perform, to have a good attitude, to stay in line. And uh, we, you know, thought, you know what? That's not life. Sometimes you just get over it, man. Fuck it. Fuck everyone, fuck your boss, and fuck corporations, and just fuck this whole system. God damn it. What in the fuck? Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's. I think that's a perfectly natural thing, and I want to talk to my audience about that because it really happens. It's a very real thing, and um, it could be a sign of depression or anxiety. It could be a sign of burnout. Uh, then again, it could be a sign that you're not uh, insane because the world we're in today just demands, demands, demands that we stay in line. And I want to talk about that because maybe you're not the problem here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's a beautiful day today. It's a nice 75 degrees in here in Oregon. And we've got our matcha teas we found this nice culinary grade matcha tea that's perfect for lattes and and uh, matcha tea, which is basically just matcha and you know vanilla creamer and a little bit of oat milk. But it's so tasty and it it gives you this kind of like relaxed alertness, you know, like um, because it's got theanine in it, but caffeine with theanine and green tea. It's it's that smooth kind of feeling, you know. I, I just love it. Good stuff. Yeah. I don't know why I mentioned that. I just thought I'd uh, tell y'all how I'm doing. Because it's sitting right there in front of you. Yeah, I'm sitting here sipping a matcha tea, <laughs> and I just got to thinking about life. And, you know, you know, the podcast is doing pretty well. We're doing okay, but it's a podcast, you know? And, uh, you know, and you watch your favorite YouTubers and your favorite podcasters and a little bit of, I don't want to say jealousy, because it's not like, oh. You know, it's not like you get jealous, but you just get like, damn, I wish I could do what Bailey Sarian's doing. God, that girl, you know, and it makes you wonder, Do the, is she doing that well because she has a great personality? By the way, she does. Mm-hmm. But because she's so funny. I mean, yeah. I'm almost 50 years old and I'm a dude and I'm laughing at her because she's not at her, but with her because she's so fucking funny. Yeah, she's irreverent and she's uh, spirited and she's so um, snarky that it just fucking pleases my soul. But then I see the beautiful face and the boobs and I'm like, "Mm, I hope that's not the reason. It's probably partially, but I think mostly because she's funny and she's entertaining and she's yeah, but she she feels wise beyond her years because she's very humble. Yeah, yeah. She makes fun of herself. Right, self-deprecating, and that's very important. Yeah. And that's what I mean is we live in a world, you guys, full, full, full up with agendas and full of corporatism. And, you know, here's the thing, you guys. We can't help the world we're born into. We inherited this place, and for better or for worse, 
here we are. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, you know, it's easy to, you know, get nostalgic for the old days, the good old days. But I don't know, man. I remember there was no internet and uh, there was only 13 channels. And uh, I don't know, it kind of sucked. Uh, I think we missed the feel of it and the kind of purity of it more than the actuality. Because I like having internet. I don't know about you. Yeah. I do too. But then at the time we didn't know any better. So well, yeah, just... we didn't know any better. And that's just it is that not knowing better. Ignorance is bliss. Yes. It and is. that's why sometimes I'm like, God, it must be so good to be dumb. It must just feel great. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in preparation of this show, I put on a movie, one of my favorite all time workplace movies. It's called Office Space from 1999. Ron Livingston and uh, Jennifer Aniston and a bunch of others. But, uh, oh, my God, it's so irreverent. And it really just, what's so good about it is that it captures the spirit of, uh, <laughs> Yes, it does. You know what I mean? That sigh, that, oh, my God, you know, because corporations, man, all they want to do is push, push, push us into conformity and... And, and what was funny is when they were getting the consultant, the guy that's going to interview you for your own job, and there's the realists in the back who are like, fuck, we're going to lose our job, you know, and they're sighing and they're cringing. And then there's like those kiss asses who are like holding their coffee cup going, yeah, being very earnest about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you dipshit, what the fuck, you know? And that's what I mean is that some people just get it and some people just don't get it. And I think some people are just so quick in a hurry to conform to society what is that some people just don't they have such a wanting to belong that yeah. they'll just conform to whatever but it feels like they're so not meta like meta is that you want to describe what meta is babe i think it's just being very self-aware and above of yourself of and the just, circumstances yeah of everything around you yeah here let's get google on the task hey google what does meta mean meta has two different meanings starting with the most common one meta can be used as an adjective to mean of a creative work referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre self-referential is that the meaning you had in mind I don't know. You and me both. <laughs> I don't. You and me both. So basically, babe, meta means kind of above it, kind of uh, self-referential, kind of, yeah, aware of the situation as it really is. Yeah. You know, I don't know why Facebook has named themselves meta because they're... <laughs> they're they're down in it. They they ain't self referential at all. But yeah. mm, whatever. Yeah. But I but I bring that up because I think that meta thinkers, people who are always sort of like, wow, what am I doing here? They re they recognize the strangeness or the weirdness or the abnormality of some of the situations they get into, and it kind of helps us to understand. Uh, what's normal and what isn't. And we're always forced in capitalism to be around people that we wouldn't normally hang out with or be in situations that are kind of uh, contrary to our sensibilities. You want to speak on that a little bit? Well, yeah, you're just, it's luck the draw. You just get thrown into situations and whoever's there is there. 
have no choice in the matter. And yeah. Well, and I think the thing of it is, is that um, at the end of the day, some people have a sense of cool. And then there's just those uncool people who are just totally willing to turn themselves into a pretzel for the corporate agenda or to kiss their boss's ass or something. And I I was always, you know, and I don't mean this in the wrong way where, you know, we're too cool for school. We're too cool to try new things. No, no, you should be open minded. But when you're kind of when you've got kind of a certain uh, strong personality and you're set in your understanding of things and then you're put in a situation that's just fucking goofy or weird um it just kind of yeah it just kind of makes your the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you're in weird unnatural situations speak about yeah. that because you you work at a grocery store and i'm sure you run into that yeah, definitely. I mean, work in itself is a weird and unnatural situation. Well, it is. I didn't ask to be there. I didn't want to. Who wants to work with a bunch of rando strangers, you know? Exactly. I mean, just <laughs> especially like working in a grocery store, you just never mm. know what the hell's going to happen. Who's yeah. going to walk in that door? Well, especially your store, man. Like. A bunch of kooks and crazies, man. Hey, it's fucking. There are some. That's tell for tell sure. the story about what happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, there's this guy that I saw him when I was walking outside to bring a random cart back out front, and he was just ranting and raving and. And then he came in the store and he ended up in my line. And he was ranting about, well, the left is communist and the right is Nazis. And if you're voting for any of them, you're a fool and I don't vote. And he's well, trying at least to he's like, pick... at least he's not partisan. <laughs> yeah, but he was fucking insane. Apparently, yeah, yeah. he was trying to literally start fights with customers because right after he left, the cops showed up and said that a customer called them. Like right. he was just trying to trying to start shit and he was yeah. just completely so how did that turn out well he got through my line and threw his money at me and threw his shit in the basket and walked out and well that's what i mean is that with a job you have to deal with the rigid time schedule the low pay the lacking of of advocacy for your health and your uh, betterment. And then you got to deal with these in, inane and insane bosses. And then you got to deal with the customers. And it's like, at the end of the day, good grief, I'd rather fucking saw my dick off than work at your grocery <laughs> store. You know what I mean? But then I also had a customer towards the end of the day. She looked at me and she's like, has anyone told you today that you're beautiful? Oh, you're see, beautiful. And that's and just it. There are some good ones out really there. And, ones, and yeah. you got to keep that in mind. You mm-hmm. really do. Well, and I bring up office space because it's the perfect, you know, they're all in their 20s. They're working at this job at Inatech. It's soulless and corporate. And, uh, you know, they make a big joke about the printer not working. And then so they steal it and, and they gangster it. They have a you know they have a beat down of it there's a whole montage <laughs> with gangster rap where they're beating the shit out of this thing with their bare hands and a baseball bat and uh and and, and it's just one of those celebratory films that celebrates the working class the worker mentality and some of the inane bullshit that we have to deal with yeah and it's it, nothing's changed it's still exactly that way no you've got the kiss asses you've got the people that feel the same way as you you've got the people that have been there for years and their soul is gone and yeah exactly shows then the you got the eight different bosses <laughs> all coming up to you telling you the same thing and you tell them that you got it under control but they've got their script and they got to tell you anyways yep. like, oh god mm-hmm. kill me 
Well, here I have a big list of things just to kind of keep us on track. And I kind of want to go through this in no particular order. But I, first I say Office Space is the greatest workforce movie ever made. It gets so much right. Mm-hmm. Speak about that. Well, it really does. It just, like I said, it just shows the gamut of people that are suck-ups and kiss-asses mm. to the people that are just completely over it to the ones that have no idea what's going on. It's just... It's the whole spectrum of people that you Mm -hmm. find in a workplace. Well, and I have here listed now cool versus uncool. And I think maybe a more accurate word would be meta versus non-meta. Speak about that, the lacking of agency and the lacking of awareness in some people. Well, especially in that movie, like they've got the, they show the one, the receptionist. Thank you for calling in a tech. Just a moment. Like yeah, she's just so on robotic this robotic and, mode. And then there's yeah. the woman that comes through like, somebody's got well, a case, case of, of the Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> like, just completely not self-aware and just totally caught up in the whole just the culture of it. Culture of it. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Corporate culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Lowe's and you know, there would they would make us, you know, we do this talk at the beginning of every day. If you were there during that shift, but at, you know, 10 o'clock, it was time to do the thing. And they would tell us their earnings for the previous day and how we had to do this and how we had to work harder and how we had to do suggestive selling. And then they would tell us how much money they made. I'm like, fuck, I wouldn't make that in a fucking lifetime. And I'm making 12 bucks an hour here. I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to give a shit. I remember one time I scoffed. I, I, I audibly scoffed like, oh, we made $187,000. I said, I'm all, <laughs> and the manager goes, something wrong? I go, yeah, I'm making $12 an hour. Why should I care? Yeah. I was exactly. in one of those moods and, right. you know, I thought I was going to get good talking to, but because it's me, they already know. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Well, know. they used to do that Bath and Body Works too. Mm. And they, you know, we'd have the whole suggestive selling thing and I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And my boss liked me. Like I had taken care of her kid at the pediatric office. Yeah. So she just kind of had like a special place well, for me and but and then it's so you know soulless. well it is and you talk to the people and they're like oh i hate this i hate this product but i talk it up and say it's my favorite thing and i'm like how can you do that bullshit it's like li- you're was, lying to yourself yeah. and you're lying to others there was one time when i did the whole mm. suggestive selling thing because we had something that was actually a really really good deal well that's different and then i would talk about it but stuff that i didn't care about or stuff that they wanted me to just bullshit my way through i wouldn't do it you know i don't mind commercials and upselling you know like when youtubers uh, are sponsored and they talk about a product but a lot of times you can tell the ones that are kind of doing it for the money and others Mm -hmm. that are doing it because they actually like the product yeah and so it's not that there aren't good products out there that you can get behind you know just that it's just that we live in a culture that's just so top down and it frosts my ass. Oh my God, they make so much money and then they take that money and then they go to Washington and start lobbies and then they lobby against our rights. Yeah, exactly. Think about that. Well, yeah, that's the profit is the main motivator for that and yeah. they don't give a shit about the employees or... The customers even, unless they're giving the money. Well, that's why I say if you can help it, don't shop at fucking Walmart or all these soulless corporations. I mean, obviously, you can't, you know, whittle your own toilet paper from yarn. You have to buy it somewhere. But I just mean help the underdogs or help the private seller or the small businesses. 
at the end of the day, I mean, they make so much money and we don't realize the cause and effect of these companies making so much money. And then when they have these oppressive or regressive or extremist right-wing agendas, it's like, you know, they're trying to take away our rights and trying to make it easier for them to screw us over, Mm -hmm. you know? So we have to be aware of those agendas. And that's why I think it takes a certain kind of intelligent and um, meta and uh, old soul, if you will, to get what's going on for real. Yeah. Because some people are just like, oh, yeah, okay. And you're like, oh, good God. Yeah. Kiss ass, you know. (laughs) Well, and what's the major, you know, thing? What's causing depression? Your chemicals? Or the fact that uh, you just don't like this world in its current configuration. I get it, because I don't like it either. Not, I mean, I like parts of it, of course. Um, but uh, I have listed here capitalism and falling away from yourself and your heart and comforts. At the end of the day, when you're pushed out of your comfort zone, that can be a good thing, but not when it's for some corporate agenda where all they're mm-hmm. you're doing is selling out for them it's kind of like in office space brian that works at uh, flingers or whatever that place is tchotchkes, tchotchkes yeah and uh he's just such an upseller he's such a kiss ass and he's such a soulless robot and just everybody hates him and it's like ugh. and we know those kinds of people what what's that all about yeah. are they trying to get ahead or are they trying to Kiss the boss's ass. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's and it works. Exactly what they're doing. Well, yeah, it does. Some bosses are aware enough, but a lot yeah. of bosses aren't. Yeah. And the ones that are in that type of environment usually aren't. And they, mm-hmm. they appreciate that and think it's so cool. Yeah. Well, and I bring all this up because I love doing the podcast. I'm trying to help people figure out this world. I'm trying to get people to sort out their mental health woes and to have a sense of humor about life and to just kind of compartmentalize things in such a way where you, you know, you don't lose uh, your sense of joy, your sense of humor in life. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, even, uh, even I get bummed out sometimes. And I guess now that the podcast is winding down and the the audience is somewhat limited because podcasting is sort of that way. Um, if you're not Joe Rogan, uh, chances are you're not monetized and you're just not doing that great. And it takes time to build and to grow. And I guess I'm getting discouraged for that, even though I know I have talent, even though I know um, we're putting out good work. But at the end of the day, I am fucking over it. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so I want to go over to the YouTube channel and really put out a thoughtful work. But, you know, everybody's trying to be clickbaity now. Everybody's trying to be sensationalistic and hyperbolic. And I'm so fucking tired of hyperbolic society. Speak on that. Well, it's just, it feels so fake yeah. and ingenuous. It's just, it's just fear mongering or excitement mongering where they're just trying to. Clickbaity. Describe clickbait. I mean, when something's clickbaity, what do you, what yeah. is that? Well, it's just meant to, to grab your attention, and and despite most the, of truth. the time, it's yeah, it's despite the truth, and whether it's high class or not, just whatever's going to catch somebody's eye. Yeah, it's like a that button. It's like the National Enquirer. It's like a rag yeah. mag. It's like it's 
It's trying to be hyperbolic to grab your attention. And it works. It yeah, works. It I is. do it too, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I try not to because I just think that uh, you know, everything's become so hype. Such hype. Speak about that, yeah. please. Well, it's just all trying to get attention. And I think you just kind of have to like, you'll see it. It'll catch your attention, but then you just look at the source and see where it's coming from. And yeah. if it's somebody that you don't really support or think is, has anything good to say, you well, just that, kinda... That's why I try to be more genuine than that. You know, I think intelligent, uh, sensible people can tell when they're being faked, when things are just not genuine. And at the end of the day, that's why I like, you know, YouTubers like uh red letter media they kind of have a dark sense of humor and a dark sense of dread you know because at the end of the day life isn't always going to be magical and happy all the time and i kind of appreciate people who could admit that you know yeah, exactly it's just being real exactly well speak about this i mean i said capitalism and falling away from yourself and your heart and your comforts at the end of the day if you aren't constantly I don't know, resetting the board, if you will, or resetting your life. Um, you can get carried away and caught up into the stress and caught yeah. up in the hoopla and the hype, hype, hyperbole of it all. And you start mm-hmm. drinking that Kool-Aid and next thing you know, guess what? You're a zombie now. You're the, you're a corporate fool. You're a corporate zombie. Yeah. Uh, fooled and tricked by these stupid fucking mentalities. How do we get folks to understand that they don't like you. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just will never get that, I don't think. But yeah. if people have any... They also who- tend to watch Fox News. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and if they only have any realistic bones in their body, then they get it. And they understand. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not rocket science. No. So I have written here, I was always a good boy. I always had a conscience, a sense of humor and spirit. And then it died. <laughs> you know at the end of the day what i mean is is i've started all of my jobs on the right foot and then you 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 step you put your foot out there uh and then you step into a bear trap in other words you know i was telling my mom this the other day is that i've tried to put my best foot forward in everything i do and that's why i've always gotten really good grades in um various colleges and trade schools and things like that I've always done very well. Um, but when it comes to the job front, there's so many personalities out there. And I just have a such a irreverent and meta and fuck you attitude that I just um, always had to quaff that part of me. I always had to silence that part of me because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I was telling my mom, you just, I don't know. It's like, a part of you dies after a while because you just keep putting yourself out there and expecting different results. And yeah. I think, really, honestly, the world has become such a turd, such a shit-stained world of mean people, rude people, unconscionably uncaring and um, just apathetic and rude people. What do you think about that? Am I, am I wrong? No. I mean, there are good ones out there, but of there's course. a lot of bad ones, and yeah. you just kind of have to. Well, I, I'm a magnet to up. bad jobs and bad people. What the <laughs> fuck is that? I every time you get a job, you're like, wow, I, I somehow lucked out, and I'm like, every time I like, I, I could find a pile of shit even if I wasn't looking for it. Yeah, I don't, get it. I don't know what that is, honestly. Yeah. And 
not that the jobs are great, but I like this time I ended up with good people and a good boss. And, and fairness. At least you have fairness. Yeah. As, and insofar as a, as far as a corporation can, can be fair. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And I think you just kind of, <clears throat> especially when it's a corporate setting, like I'm in, you just go into it with no expectations. And when yeah. good things happen, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was kind of nice. But right. when shit happens, like they go in for contract negotiations and it sounds like they basically just laughed at what we were asking for. Yeah. Well, that's just par for the course. Well, the whole reason why I'm doing the podcast is because I love broadcasting. I have radio experience and I want to do something joyful and meaningful. And, and, and I want to teach. I want to teach people and I want to create a world that's nicer and kinder to each other. Um, and, you know, and, and lately since the podcast has, you know, had been going on for about two years, I'm thinking about before I go to the YouTube channel, by the way, that's Chef Bright Comedy YouTube channel, please subscribe. But we're going to be starting a YouTube channel and I want the YouTube channel to express us. I want it to be a little bit meta. I want it to be a little bit genuine. And I want to be able to talk from a real place. And I think we can do that because I think a lot of people get famous because of all the hype and hoopla and the horse shit. And, and then I think some people get famous or do well uh, simply because they are themselves. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about possibly getting a job. And I was like, at first, I was really excited about it. I downloaded the um, the Indeed app, I upgraded my uh, resume, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. And about six weeks in, I'm like, ugh, I'm feeling despondent again. I don't know what to say other than I hate corporate fucking agendas, and I hate people that always put themselves in the superior, and they always tell you to jump through a million fucking hoops for a job, frankly, that's not worth it. You're making a fucking... $14 $14 an hour and they want you to do all this shit and take all these tests and get all these certifications and have a great attitude and, and do all the shit they want you to do to have a job. But it, and, and they act so superior and smug mm-hmm. and it just, yeah. I don't know, maybe I have an attitude, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't put on this earth to be a slave, you know? Yeah. I know. I can't deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of the problem is that there's analytically minded people and then there's creative minds. And I'm just a creative person. I want to do things that are creative, that uh, make the world a kinder and nicer place. And I go in with a really good attitude, but it's only before too long that things go weird and I mean, I got this job that one time when I was working uh, for Sherwin-Williams. And uh, good grief, this one lady just... Finally, I said, do you ever fucking smile? And she's like, what does this mean? I'm like, it's supposed to mean, who the fuck are you? You're not my boss. I told her that. I said, God, we're just mixing paint here. Does it have to feel like a death march? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And that's the problem with capitalism now, as I've learned... The, the Kool-Aid drinkers are trying to be bosses and control freaks, and they're trying to get all of us to swallow Kool-Aid. And we're like, no, no, it tastes like poison. No, no. And we're like, and we're like, and then we take a little sip. And we're like, no, see, yeah, burn my mouth. And, and they're just like, meh. And then they get the superiority trip like they're better than you, that they're harder workers than you. Bitch, you're not a harder worker than me. You're just 
mm-hmm. a Kool-Aid drinking asshole. Speak about that. Yeah. Well, the corporate agenda encourages that kind of mindset. And right. those are the people they that are turn on regular and, people because mm-hmm. they want they want they they taste it. They taste the clutches of power. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was always such a good boy, a kind boy, a conscientious person. And I dressed, you know, and it was the 80s. I was dressing in flashy shoes and I had a sense of humor. I was Bobby Hill, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a comedian. I didn't want to do all this other stuff. Right. And um, over the years, I learned that when you have a light nature and a sense of humor, people treat you like crap. They underestimate you. They think you're fools. And it's like, good grief. It's like the only way that you can get along with people now is if you act as morbid as they. Speak about Mm -hmm. that. Well, yeah. Everybody just wants to... I think miserable people want other people to feel the same way. Misery loves company. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's it's a whole thing. It is a thing. It's a damn shame, really. Yeah. Well, and I got to the point, and that's why I started this podcast. I told myself, no. I put my foot down. I'm like, I will not let the world steal my joy. I will not let the world treat me inferior. And I will not let the world take that quintessential me from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, because I've always been so kind and generous and genuine and uh, to have a sense of humor. And yet a lot of times when you go into jobs with that, they think you're a fool. They think you're a clown. It's like, why? Because I'm not grizzled and hardened like you yet? I'm taking everything so overly seriously. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and the thing is, about it is, and, and, and think about this. You know, uh, when I went into the military, I went through boot camp and AIT, and then I you know, went to the National Guard. And from the National Guard, I went active duty, blah, 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 blah. But my point is, is that I learned discipline and even though I didn't like all aspects to the military, I got a sense of camaraderie. I got a sense of brotherly love. I got a sense of uh, we're all in this together. And we did such dangerous, serious work on a regular basis so that by the time I got out of the Army and was dealing with civilians again, uh, I had a hard time adapting because... Here we were doing silly, stupid bullshit, but but giving it the direness and the seriousness of doing something like we did in the army. It's like, bitch, we ain't jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> right. we, yeah, we're not. This ain't life or death. What the fuck is going on here with these attitudes? Speak about mm-hmm. that. Well, I think people need to feel like there's some importance or meaning to what they're doing, so they have to assign this importance to it. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll realize. What a bunch of shit it is. Good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I have written here, it's a Dave Matthews song. Don't throw away your playful beginnings. At the end of the day, yeah. when, when when adults grow up, they they dry up into fucking prunes. And they get so crabby and they become so <sighs> cruel and weird and dried up. And they lose their sense of humor and they lose their sense of joy and they lose, frankly, their sense of creativity and imagination. And so I always say, don't throw away your playful beginnings. That part of you that, you know, like me, I still collect starships and Batmobiles and 
play video games and I love superhero movies and I just refuse to give in to the societal pressure that I have to be this like super stud, you know, like the Hallmark movies will have you believe that, oh, all men have to have, you know, uh, they have to be fit and have giant dicks and a career and a wallet and they just have to be perfect Superman, cape and all. And it's just like, good grief. I can't keep up with that. I, I just can't. <laughs> no, I, no. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Seems like the world is, there's always this social pressure to act so grown up. I noticed my yeah. friend Jim is like that. Like, good grief. Would you fucking pop your ego balloon? Goddamn. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I don't get it. And it's no fun. Like, when it just feels like they don't have a sense of meta. They just, they just see what's going on out there and think that they have to conform to it rather mm -hmm. than, than to buck the system. I've talked yeah. about that before. You got to buck this system. The yeah. system is horseshit. It's full of shit. I hate to break this to you guys, but 90% of everything out there is bullshit. And you really have to have, a sense of awareness and a sense of humor about that. Yeah. Speak oh, about that. Absolutely do. Cause you can just get so caught up in everything being so serious. And yeah. it's just, there's no, it takes the joy and the fun out of everything. Like, yes. I mean, I want to come home and have joy in looking at my big old pile of squishmallows or my <laughs> Halloween decorations that are up all year. By the or... way, the squishmallows are filling up this joint. We're going to have to move soon. <laughs> I only have like 15. Only 15. Go on Instagram and see yeah, these people huge. have like 400. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I let you do that because who am I to talk? I got toys and shit everywhere. Oh, exactly. We just let it, each other be ourselves. Well, I just, I refuse to give in to this idea that I have to live up to some woman's man fantasy. Mm -hmm. Good grief. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, then you got all these influencers that are talking about how to be a man and how to be successful. And it's always, you know, sure, you got to have some discipline, of course. And sure, you have to work hard. But at the end of the day, it's such bullshit, all of it. And, like, I'm reminded of Joe Rogan. Well, you got to do this and you got to do that. Like, bitch, you got lucky. And I don't know. what They always talk about weight training as if that's an important aspect to success. The only reason why weight training is an important aspect to success is because it makes you look muscular and that attracts people. Mm -hmm. it, it, like... Why the fuck should your muscularity have anything to do with your success? It shouldn't be tied to your success at all. And yet, no, here we are in a culture still fucking completely and totally conforming to old, regressive, outmoded ideas that we have to be perfect people. And mm -hmm. we have to look beautiful. And we have to be the perfect example of gender, et cetera, et cetera. Speak about that. It's just society and societal ideas of what's what's pretty or what's handsome or what's yeah. good and bad and it's just nonsense it is nonsense because i'm a pretty good looking guy and i work out but good grief i don't want my weight training and ha my my physical fitness habits to be tied into my greater success what in the no, fuck does my working all. out got to do with my writing and my voice acting etc etc you know what i mean no and if you're <clears throat> a cognizant of just if someone's real and they're being them gen their genuine self, then that's what 
makes me like them or makes me attracted to someone as a potential friend or... Well, and there's a lot of people, too, who subscribe to this, even though they may not even know it. I I don't know how many females I've seen who talk about how, you know, they wish they weren't judged by their beauty and weren't judged by their hair and not judged by their boobs and their figure. And then they'll go and say something about how they need a man with a big dick or big muscles. Like, good grief. Are you stupid? Like, right? I don't even think most people are it's, even cognizant of it. No, I I think it's just so ingrained that people really aren't aware that they're doing or they don't see the the cognitive dissonance with it. It's Yeah. It, yeah. Like you say, you don't want to be judged based on uh, perfectness, and yet you do it yourself. It's like, ah. Yeah. What are we going to do? I know. That's what I mean about meta thinkers. Meta thinkers are, you know, kind of above, ahead of the curve and above it all. They see the abject weirdness of this life. Mm -hmm. Speak about that because it's all gotten fucking bonkers, hasn't it? It's gotten very bonkers and some people just don't want to be aware of it. So they just kind of hide their heads in the sand and just pretend and sometimes they're it's just too happening. fucking dumb to get and, it, man. And that. And then there's the people that are like, no, I I need to know what's going on. I can then ignore it, but yeah. I want to at least be aware of what's happening. Well, and I'm all for, you know, people wanting to look good and feel good. That's why I run. That's why I lift weights. That's why I take minoxidil. I, I like having a hairline. It's kind of cool. Um <laughs> But I do it for me. I don't do it for right. folks out there. Yeah. I'm married. I ain't getting laid. I'm doing it for my own sense of self-esteem and my own mm-hmm. sense of still wanting to, you know, be viable in this world. But at the end of the day, I mean, I shouldn't have to be interdependent on that for my success. Yeah. No, not at all. They say taller men are more successful. Well, fuck. I'm six foot tall. What's going on? I'm tall enough. <laughs> Joe Rogan's 5'8". I'm just, just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I mean. I'm not jealous. I'm not bitter. None of that. I'm burnt out. I'm sick and tired of, you know, you know, people tell you, well, do this and do that. And, you know, you got to live your life to your the beat of your own drum. And that's true. But then you reset. You take the time for yourself to figure things out. And then you go back out there and you go, ugh. Nope, I still don't like this game. <laughs> it's the game of life, and it is this the shitty, is this life, holy shit, holy terror version? I I don't remember mm-hmm. buying this game. I thought I bought the good life. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, and you do everything right sometimes too. You treat people with dignity and courtesy and respect. You treat your boss well. You stop at all the stop signs, you obey the laws, you pay your taxes, you do everything right, and then you still fucking fail. And 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 that's kind of the point I want to get to at the end. I want to talk about the social contract. We, we spoke about that in a previous episode, but I didn't go into details. Don't let me forget about the social contract at the end, okay? I'll try. I can't make any promises. I'm going to forget. <laughs> I'll write it down. And I have written here, uptight weirdo society. Um, there's another word for it. It's called uptight whitey society. But 
that's a little on the racial side, and I tend <laughs> to believe that uptight people don't just come in white. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I call it the uptight weirdo society. We've grown into fucking weirdos. And I don't mean in a playful, fun weird. I mean, yes, that's I like weird, but not that kind of weird. Mm-hmm. What is up with uptight weirdo society in your terms? It's just people who assign the sense of importance to everything i think yeah and getting ahead is important having the best car is important having the best clothes is important well that reminds me of andrew tate talking about alpha male and being all this well guess what that motherfucker just got indicted for fucking uh rape and uh uh, human trafficking in romania so have fun with that dumb motherfucker Mm -hmm. yeah i know (laughs) that guy trying to turn it you know the ego it's so ridiculous it's like trump good grief how do you look in the mirror and like what you see you look like a fucking sage bush that's been caught on fire what is going on (laughs) what is that i don't know he looks like a fucking tumbleweed got caught in a windstorm ego yeah Yeah. oh Well, and at the end of the day, what it has to do with is we have to reconcile with the wealthy agendas and the corporate agendas, you know, the haves versus the have-nots. And I don't get bitter about it, but I just noticed that you do everything right and you still live in an apartment. You do everything right and you're still living in a fucking chintzy trailer park. At the end of the day, I think people are just sick and tired of this world making promises that it can't fucking pay out yeah for sure you know and it doesn't for and most it doesn't people. and we should be pissed but we don't you know being angry and turning into a bunch of radical militia members probably isn't where it's at what do you think we can do babe as those who just want a kinder more fair society what do we do about that do we just move to denmark yeah, that would be nice um <laughs> as far I'm, as i'm gonna be canadian that's all i know right. they seem nice yeah you just have to put that out there, I think. You just kind of have to try to embody what you want society to be. Yeah. And hopefully you can make changes by doing that, <clears throat> even if it's one person at a time. Well, I do believe, you know, that when you put good into society, it can become infectious. I try to do that every single day. I'm a very polite, very kind, very silly heart person. Um, And I noticed that when I get stressed out, and that's why we did an episode about it, but when I get stressed out, I turn into an a-hole, a person that I don't recognize, a person that I don't like. And I told my mom, I'm sorry, I'm just stressed out. And I I become someone else. And I think that happens to my friend, the chiropractor, too, is stress turns you into an asshole. And so I think that's what's kind of collectively happening in our culture and society today. We talk about all the weird people and the strange things. The abnormalities, if you will. Well, I think stress and strain is turning us all into a bunch of fucking sociopathic predators. Yeah. What's going on there? People have different ways of coping with things. Yeah. I think. And a lot of people, that's just Mm. the way they do it. I think it's a way of putting a a hard shell on themselves to kind of try to keep people away and keep things away. Yeah. Well, and I think stress gets you uptight and when you get yeah. uptight you get upset and when you get upset you turn into a kind of a an a-hole and you stop trusting people you stop sharing you stop um caring and you stop you know it's almost like you keep putting into this 
idea, this notion that the world can become a better place. And then one day you just sort of give up on all that. And then you become a part of the problem. You become a part of the machine or the part of the beast that is contributing to the, you know, dysfunctionality of our culture and society. What, what can mm-hmm. we do about that? Just have to be aware of it, I think. That's the thing when people don't pay attention to what they're doing or what they're turning into when they turn into things like that. Yeah. You just have to pay attention to yourself and what's around you. And Well, what can we do as normal, regular people who paid our dues, went to college, did everything right, and still there's this rigged system out there of haves versus have-nots. You're watching these Kardashian dummies fucking getting rich off of their fucking shitty handbags. And here we are working real jobs, busting our hump, and we've got 10 times more work experience, intelligence, and integrity. But, oh, fucking well, what do we do about that? It's hard because you're bombarded with it all the time. Right. And you just have to try not to let it get to you and realize that that's not reality. No, it's not. Most people are not going to ever be in that echelon of society and why would you want to wealth begats wealth trump isn't wealthy from any kind of hard work he was he inherited wealth yeah and he's been shystering and ever since Mm -hmm. why don't people understand that grift it's so fucking obvious because they don't pay attention to what's actually happening. They pay attention to those people telling them, well, if you work hard enough, you can get where we are. Never mind <sighs> that we didn't have to work to get there, but they don't pay attention to actually what is yeah, happening. Yeah, they want to they push policies that help wealthy people. Like, are you stupid? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like what I always <clears throat> say. You have to pay attention to the what people are actually doing and not just listen to the words that are coming out of their mouths. Right. Well... I had this episode, and the reason why I'm feeling sort of burnout and out of sorts is because I want to succeed, but I don't want to succeed. I I think this idea, people think that, well, if you work hard, you'll succeed. Horseshit. I've been working hard my whole life. You know, it depends on the job. It depends on the situation. How are you going to get ahead working at a fucking gas station? You can work your ass off and still, guess what? Now you're lead pump clerk? Ooh. Yeah. So I think people, you know, need to realize that if you're going to get ahead, you're going to have to forge your own identity. You're going to have to forge your own brand. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And, you know, I've been at it for a couple of years now, and I'm very proud of the work we do. And uh, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's a podcast. It's like a blog. People "Mm, don't care. Don't want to listen. Yeah. "Eh." Even though I feel like we're putting out really golden shit, um, you know, to see people putting out ridiculous, stupid content on YouTube and doing very well for it while we're trying to, I don't know, keep it real. It's like the difference between real journalism and Fox News fake journalism. Sometimes you just get a little, I don't know, perturbed, bent out of shape. Mm -hmm. It's like, good grief. You're trying to do things the right way, and there's a bunch of people succeeding doing it the wrong way. Yeah. But you can't allow jealousy and bitterness to rule you. So what do we do? Not let it. It's hard. Yeah. You just have to. (laughs) Sure. You have to be aware of it. Because it can seep in without you even thinking Mm. about it. And then all of a sudden, you're a green, jealous monster. Yeah. But you just have to pay attention. Well, what do we do about the wealthy elite and all these corporate agendas? I mean, shit. 
most of these fucking influencers out there are a bunch of fucking uh, rich kids who are like, be like me. Like, I would love to be like you. Does your dad want to adopt? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like Trump Jr. To... Like, oh, I'm a successful businessman. No, you're not. You're a fucking... You're just accepting handouts from your daddy. Yeah. Kissing his ass. Mm-hmm. Living off the coattails of his fame. Yeah. So what do we do? Not make those people feel guilty or feel bad about yourself for where you are in life. Yeah. And realize that there wasn't a whole lot of work that got them where they are. Right. And not put yourself up to that standard because it's not an achievable thing. Well, and it's not real either. I think yeah. at the end of the day, you have to realize what's not real. And we're, we have this tendency now in our culture, this have versus have not society. We're all trying to attain wealth or we're all at least trying to attain a decent job and validity and credibility. And so at the end of the day, sometimes we, we forget to um, call bullshit mm-hmm. that some of these systems aren't even real. They're rigged. They're just yeah. stupid, uh, silly, regressive ways that aren't working. How do we create a better culture and society that works for the middle class? I think you just have to try to make small incremental changes where you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that is or how to do it, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Well, Let's keep it in mind. Well, and I think really for me, I mean, it's about listening to your heart. Listen yeah. to your heart. <laughs> um, because your heart knows what's right. It knows what it wants. And if you you conform and listen to society, you're probably going to end up exactly where your friends want you to be. Working at McDonald's. Oh, you should work at McDonald's. Oh, you can't find a job. You should work at McDonald's. Oh, shut up. You never worked mm-hmm. at McDonald's. Right. Um, sure. Or, or going back to school in your 50s. Shit, by the time you have a degree, you're going to be on social fucking security. So what's that all about? I mean, hey, I'm all for it. But mm-hmm. is it practical? I don't know. Yeah. No, but if that's what you want, then go well, for sure. it. Sure. Yeah. If you want to do it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and the part of the reason why I got into this, because I just got this thing from, yeah, we're on food stamps. I admit it. You know, and I got this letter from food stamps that tells says that they want me to um, work 80 hours a month to, re- to to receive food stamps. And this is all a part of that stupid fucking McCarthy deal that they did to yeah. avoid the debt ceiling collapse. And appease the Republicans. Appease the Republicans, right. And uh, I'm sorry, but most people who are on food stamps are already fucking working. Yeah. And... And I'm working. I work at this job. And the whole reason I'm doing this, aside from the fact that I'm a professional broadcaster by trade, is that, you know, I want to do something that I can do. I can't go work these manual labor jobs here in rural Oregon like they want me to do. And they want me to go out and get a job for food stamps. If I had a fucking job full time, I wouldn't need food stamps, fool. So what, what is that? It's just control. It's just their way. Control. Of- <laughs> Sorry, there's a song for everything. Of, of controlling the poor people. Yeah, well, and I'm not ashamed superior. to admit it that we need a little bit of help sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, ha- we you know, we live in a nice mobile home and uh, we pay rent, but we own the, the mobile. 
And uh, I'm not ashamed to say that while I'm trying to get ahead in my uh, being a, a, an educator and a voice artist and a chef that, um, yeah, we get a little bit of snap assistance. So what? Yeah. When I remember being down in California for years before Obamacare, people talking about, oh, you don't have insurance? Nobody offers insurance. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I mean, the main stay of most jobs, most people were living paycheck to paycheck without insurance. And now that Obama came in, it helped a little bit. But my point is, is that there's a ton of people out there that are either uninsured or underinsured. And uh, I remember I was working at this one job. I was a cook. I worked out at the Army base working for a youth program. And uh, yeah. this lady, Framberger, she was on the commercials on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she came in to offer us uh, insurance, and we voted it down because by the time we ended up paying for this health insurance, we would have we were only making eleven dollars an hour then. By the time we would have been done paying our insurance, we would have been at six dollars and eighty three cents an hour. Right. Yeah, and the whole time we were yeah. down there, I was working in the medical offices. I had insurance, but I couldn't afford you to put put to put you on it. Yeah, because it would have been like an extra five hundred dollars a month. And why, and why is vision and dental always a fucking afterthought? Right? I don't know. Especially yeah, you're I working didn't even for a healthcare that. provider. Yeah, I didn't even have that because yeah, they mm. didn't want to pay for it, and then they put it up to a vote. Well, the people included in the vote were a bunch of married folks who, who had, had it from it their through, husbands. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So they voted no. So, yeah, that whole time I was working in the medical field, I didn't have vision or dental insurance. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've never been afraid of working hard. It's just that the military just gave me this sense of professionalism and elite training uh, and, and a sense of seriousness and... Um, control and then i get out into the civilian world and it's a fucking joke man and i hate saying that because i don't want to bum people out but guess what you guys most of this is a fucking joke yeah you know there there ain't nothing to get anxious about it's a fucking joke it's not you it's them believe me yeah (laughs) so speak about that because i think a lot of people they they blame themselves or i just don't have this or i just don't have the stick-to-itiveness or i just don't have the right attitude no you you're not going insane. It really is fucked. Speak about that. Yeah, well, it is. And yeah, if you don't have the, the, the perfect mindset, like I was mentioning to you when we were watching Office Space, like somebody finally said it. Like, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And so many people like, I'd do this. I'd do that. And he's like, nothing. I'd do nothing. I'd do nothing. And I would enjoy it. it yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, because people who are overworked need a sense of nothing for a while so they can mm-hmm. reclaim their comfort and their center and their soul i mean at the end of the day when you you know i think about my mom she put almost 40 years into banking and it was a full-time job and she rarely called in sick so imagine 40 years of a 40 hour a week job working at a highly conservative bank and by the time she retired, she didn't know who the fuck she was. She didn't know whether yeah. she was coming or going. Mm-hmm. It's like they take everything. And that that kind of points me to the next topic here. I have the term here, health elasticity. Health elasticity. At the end of the day, your body, you're like a rubber band. And when you're young, you can snap back from a hangover. You can snap back from a bad day easily. 
As you get older, it gets harder to snap back. Your elasticity, if you will, whether that be physical or mental elasticity, it just doesn't um, snap back like it used to. And so you've got a bunch of people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s trying to work these jobs all the while, trying not to get fired because they know that one of these days they're going to get fired and then they're going to get replaced by some part-time college kid. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what a bunch of horse shit. How do we fight this stuff? That's that's the hard part. I don't know. Because there's so many things that put into place that if you mm. you step out of line and do something to protest, then well, you're... I- you get fired. Well, I've literally seen people nowadays. It's like the hippie days are over and they're actually mocking, openly mocking actual protests. You see right wingers mm-hmm. mocking protests. Are you fucking stupid? Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you mock protesters? But January 6th is fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they weren't protesting. They were. They were tourists. Tourists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, and what it boils down to, babe, is I, you know, I I sign up for these HGTV win this fabulous house fucking contest. And I used to play scratch offs and stuff. And and I, you know, I try to keep a good attitude. I try to have a fun life. I try to keep myself healthy by running and exercising. And I try not to. You know, let the state of things upset me too much. You got to have a sense of humor. Um, But at the end of the day, I have a condition. I have a condition called fibromyalgia. It's a chronic pain condition. It causes depression and anxiety. It causes my body to get inflamed with chronic pain, chronic insomnia. Sometimes I get a little like, huh? I don't know what I'm, I can't think straight and Mm -hmm. all that. And so as a result, you know, I'm realizing my elasticity is not stretching back the way it used to. And I think the reason that is, is the same reason why all people who have had a really hard life, constantly working, constantly trying to, you know, make ends meet and constantly try to appease their boss and their employer. And you grow to the point where you just... You can't snap back like you used mm-hmm. to. And they start having health problems. And then, you know, you could fucking die on the factory floor. And they're just going to push you out the door and put a young buck in your place. Some young man who's willing to put up with all your the horseshit you dealt with. And so yeah. there's this corporate machine like the Terminator out there that just doesn't care. Just cares about profits. Just cares about you know, making the most money in that quarter. And they don't, they'll even sacrifice the long-term viability for short-term profits. These fucking fools. And, Mm -hmm. and yet half the country still fucking falls for this shit. What is that? Capitalism. (laughs) You mean mean, capitalism? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then people would get on me for being a socialist. Like I'm not a socialist. mm -hmm. I'm just saying we could improve this. Yeah, well, it just brings to mind that new assistant manager we've had that's coming in and, like, super enforcing everything and not letting people talk to each other and 
trying to almost seems like he's trying to make people quit. Like, yeah, you'd rather have new people keep coming in instead of an established group of people that work together that like each other. Yeah, that just talk once in a while because well, they're friends and like being around each he other. He seems like he's trying to make the boss think he's a hard ass. And and what I told you is if I was you you because I say these things I'll say them. I would talk to him and say, you've been here all of seven minutes. Maybe wait a little while before you think you got things figured out. Yeah. Don't, don't be talking to people like that. You don't know who... You mm-hmm. don't know anything from anything. So shut the fuck up, will you? Yeah. These people, it's just they're just so hard-nosed corporatists. And they're such peons. And there's they, they don't have the self-awareness to realize that if you don't lighten up, he's going to get fired, not everybody yeah. else. And the thing is, at this point, like... Our boss, everybody likes our boss. I can't tell you. I don't even know how many people have gone to him to talk about this guy. Right. And, like, the other day I had to go in with one of my coworkers while she got talked about for points, which is the fucking stupidest thing ever. We get points if we're late. get points if you're absent. Childish bullshit. And he was, you know, making a big deal about Mm -hmm. it. And she went in and talked to the actual manager when he was there the next day. And he's like, I'll take care of it. Like, it, it's just... I don't know. Right, it's, right. This weird corporate bullshit. Well, and, and that's what I mean. At the end of the day, health elasticity. You get older, you get more rigid. You're not yeah. as agile. You're not as healthy as you used to be. And you, you can't do the things that you used to do. So so living in a culture of fucktards that couldn't give a single fuck about doing the right thing, couldn't give a single fuck about making things fair, or equal, or work towards people. I mean, that's the thing. We talk a big game in America about how we're the best country. Blah, blah, blah. Well, sorry, dude, but Denmark has it better than us. They've mastered democracy. They've mastered capitalism to be compassionate. At the end of the day, God, these fools, they just make shit worse. Speak Mm -hmm. about what can we do as people stuck in this lame-ass system working for these fucking aggressive blowhard tyrannical terminator like companies how do we to preserve our health and preserve our longevity in a society that's just tone deaf to humanity well for one these corporations take advantage of you so take advantage of them where you can Shit, yeah like people i know at work that you know because our thing is if you run out of sick time then every time you call in you get points mm-hmm. if you get a certain amount of points you get talked to you get ridden up blah 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 right well the sick time they give us isn't sufficient anyway so i just encourage everybody if you have anything that's at all chronic that you can use right get fmla and that protects you yeah. That way you get your allotted amount of absences per month. You call out, you use that FMLA, you don't get points for it. That's right. Cover so your if, ass. Yeah. CYA. Any way that you can take advantage anyway, of them. Anyway, don't, don't worry about yeah, your pride. Don't worry feel about, bad about it because the they don't law. get to feel bad about that's taking advantage of you. That is right. I agree. So that, that's my biggest advice. Find the little loopholes where you can get back at them. Yeah. Well, these corporations are turning society into fucking robots yeah. and. I have nothing against hard work. I've been working my ass off my whole life. But the reason why I do a show like this and the reason why I want to do a YouTube channel and I want to cook food on the YouTube channel and I want to do a book and all that is because I have a creative heart. I've got a spirit. 
I've got something inside of me compelling me to do something more important than serve our corporate masters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we get people to understand that this ain't going nowhere, you guys? Yeah, you just, it's so hard to get people to pay attention. Yeah. Because they get so tired and they get so caught up. Well, then in they what shit out doing. 14 kids yeah. and buy a, a fucking Camaro and then they wonder why they're stuck in a job mm-hmm. they hate. Duh. Yeah. Get it together, stupid. Yeah. I think just. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, eating... It drives me crazy. No, I know. People don't have priorities and they don't have a sense of community. It's all of this sense of individuality. Like I've said before, I remember back when uh, gas prices during Bush were sky high and I was having to commute like an hour and 10 minutes each way at the army base and we were paying six, almost $6 for gas. And so everybody was like, well, we should boycott Tuesday and get these speculators to bring prices down. And motherfuckers were going to the gas station on Tuesday just to spite this mm-hmm. this boycott. It's like God. Even though the fucking boycott would help them, it would have helped them too. Just so what are you? Stupid. People what are you are a so millionaire? Like, contradictory. No what do you have an electric car? Anything that reeks <laughs> of like socialism or social justice, and they're just their hackles go up, and they just have to go against it no matter. That's because they all listen to this Fox News ecosystem, mm-hmm. who all they do is train people to be good little corporatist soldiers. Yeah. Like good grief. Get it together, dummy. And that's the thing. Like, you know, like Trump and Trumpism. Like, what do you think you're getting from this? So they're owning the libs. But in the meantime, everything about your society, your job, infrastructure is getting worse. How do you not see it, stupid? I'm not saying become a giant liberal. I'm saying pull your head out of your ass, get some sunshine and oxygen to your brain, and think about what we really need as a culture, and let's start doing that. Well, it's what I have said a billion times before they're just paying attention to what they're being told and not paying attention to what's going on behind the curtain and what's actually happening social politics the red meat dog whistle language yep yeah well it's like these government systems if you if that if if you owe them money well they come at you with a vengeance but if you owe them money they take their sweet time or don't get back to you at all in other words money you mean yeah huh you said the same thing twice. You meant if they owe you money. If they owe you time. money, right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean. I know, I'm just clarifying. <laughs> yes, yes, but yes. And it just feels like we live in a system. I mean, it's like the new uh, SNAP benefits. These don't even make sense, these laws, because if you had a full-time job, you wouldn't need food stamps, fucker. So it's like... Well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> well, sometimes, a lot of times, it, it is true, though, because yeah. if you were working a full-time job, you probably wouldn't qualify is my point depending on where you live so they want you to work for food stamps now like i mean i get it i I, i'm not trying to advocate for laziness i'm not trying to advocate for people who are trying to buck the system but at the end of the day if you're in need of food stamps it shouldn't matter what your circumstances are and these people these republicans they talk all day long how they want they're the beer and blue jean party want to help people but then all they do is fuck poor people and middle class people forever mm-hmm. they want to get rid of social programs they want to get rid of social security they want to get rid of medicare they want to get rid of any and everything that they think is a drain on the treasury and yet they have no problem passing tax cuts for the rich and still these maga cultist weirdos vote for this shit 
What in the fuck is going on with their fucking brains? I don't know. There isn't one. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just getting very passionate. <laughs> well, and, and what it boils down to is that when you live in America, when you live in the West, when you live in a corporatist hellscape and you have a good heart and you're creative, um, maybe maybe I don't want to be in a society where only the best of the best and the cream of the crop do well. It's like they're living inside. Well, just try harder. We'll just work harder. We'll just do this harder. Oh, yeah, I've been working full steam ahead for fucking, what, 35 years? Uh, hmm. I'm starting to believe that you're sh- bullshitting me. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so now I have here, dispassion takes over your passionate heart. What I mean is, is that we all started out passionate and idealistic, and then... At some point, we all became dispassionate bureaucrats and robots serving the agendas. Uh, speak on that. How do we not let that that monotony and tediousness and roboticness fucking take over our soul? Well, yeah, it happens because you just get tired. Right. Just all over tired about everything. You ever deal with a government bureaucrat and you just want to reach for the phone and choke them. Mm-hmm. Like, who are these people? I'm. You never had hopes and dreams? Good God. Yeah. They're, well, a lot of them. They're just people that need a paycheck. Yeah. And then it just kind of wears at them. And I don't, I don't know the solution to not letting that happen. Well, I've it? noticed that you seem to thrive at your job when you are yourself. I've always been the opposite. Whenever I do well at a job, it's when I... Pretend to be the good little soldier. You know, they see my background and, and, and experience as an EMT and as a soldier. And only when I'm super serious do they like me and care about me. But the minute I sort of, you know, decide to have a sense of humor, a little personality. Oh, why? Well, you're no longer uh, serving our interests anymore. But you seem to do really well at being yourself there. Speak about that. How do we get folks to, you know, not be so afraid of the... The, oh, I'm going to get in trouble thing. Yeah, I I don't know, because it's so ingrained in people. I just never gave a shit. Just, Fucking yeah, fire me. I don't I, give a shit. Fuck you. Yeah, and I'm kind of in between that. And don't put yourself in a financial situation where you yeah. can't lose your job. <laughs> well, I am in that situation. Eh, yes and, and no. I just, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in between that. Between the I don't give a shit and the I got to do what I got to do. But... You know, I right. take advantage where I can, and I I push and prod here and there when I can, and right, right. Well, I have a I, I still have quite a few things on this list, and I don't want this to be two hours long. So let's burn through this list. Uh, I have written here: all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Now, at the end of the day, I just think people who work too much they just become soulless. They just oh, become yeah. corporatists. They don't give a fuck about their brothers and sisters anymore. And the hippie days are over. The spirit of charity is fucking over. What is that? Why does everybody want to punish one another rather than help one another? I don't know where that mindset comes from. Fox News. Well, yeah, but not everybody is 
watching that, but it still kind of permeates a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot it doesn't. It's the, I've it's, had a lot of hardship, and, yeah. and they think that they worked harder than you, and therefore they get up on their little high horse about it? Is it, is and, it that, yeah, maybe? And, like, that does make a good point. I think that a lot of it is older generations that are like that. Right. And it just kind of permeates through that. But I think with the younger people, it, <clears throat> it is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I have here, keeping your heart and spirit. At the end of the day, I just refuse to let my inner child die. I refuse mm-hmm. to let that sense of humor and that sense of freedom and irreverence die. Because at the end of the day, I always try to look at it like this. You know, you're not a corporate servant. That time clock is a prison sentence. And I refuse to let that define me. So what do we do yeah. about that? I don't know. I mean, I'm just lucky that, like I've mentioned before, I've ended up working with people who feel the same way. So we always joke about stuff. Well, there's and a strength in numbers. Going through the day with, like, yeah, we'll joke about what bullshit it is and how it's all nonsense. And, yeah. And we still keep doing our jobs, but we know at sure. the heart of it that it is bullshit. And right. we have that kind of mindset going into <laughs> it, which makes it a little easier, I think. Well, and how do people that are, you know, working burning out how do they keep their heart and their spirit alive you have to get through it somehow and have things at home that keep you going whether that's family or pets or hobbies or tv shows or you have to have something in your life well, that some people just don't have fucking senses of humor well, yeah. you know it's like my my brother jim i you know he's a good friend he's a chiropractor and it's just like Sometimes I just wonder about him. Like, I don't think he would know how to have a sense of humor. Even mm-hmm. if you were to put him in a, uh, if, he, if he worked for the circus sideshow, he wouldn't have a sense of humor. Some people just don't have it. What yeah. is that? And how do they it's grow a sense of is. meta if, about life? I don't know if you can with those kind of people, honestly. Yeah. They got the sticks up their butt. Yeah. Tidy whitey up tidies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, I have written here. What's up with these fucking coworkers? What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Ooh, wee. Uh, what's up with these fucking coworkers? You know what I mean? The ones that just fucking drink the Kool-Aid and, and they're not even bosses, but they're trying to be a boss. And yet, you know, once they become boss, their lives aren't going to get better. They're going to be on salary. They're going to work 80 fucking hours a week and they're going to be miserable sons of guns. And they just, ugh, they're hard to be around. Who are those people? I only have one of them at my job. Oh, good. She's on vacation for two months. So, on fuck yeah. Vacation? Yeah. No, for real. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, because for she's. Real. She's so good at her jobs that she never went on vacation, so now she has two months available. Pretty much. Ugh, I hate those fucking yeah. perfect but people. <laughs> the upside is she's gone for two months. So yeah, that's always fun. That's yeah. But yeah. other than that, I don't really have any, so good. that makes it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I have written here, you go into hiding when you're depressed and you just don't see a way out of this conformist economic society and everywhere you look there's just these little hints of assholery um you go into hiding you get this life paralysis and you go into hiding and you have to kind of go quiet go silent for a while you know mm-hmm. I've, i i i have two sides i'm the quiet observer just trying to you know gas up again 
and then I'm, and then I'm, you know, the the participator, you know, that loves to go out there and be himself. But at the end of the day, I think we go into a quiet hiding um, to repair ourselves, to repair our wounded heart. How do we mm-hmm. fix our heart when we can't fix this asshole world? You just have to fix it as much as you can and try to add a little steel and backbone to it while you're fixing it to make it a little easier to get through. Yeah. Well, and I have written here, I don't recognize this world anymore. You know, it's just, it's always been capitalistic and kind of screwed up. And then, you know, there's always been wealth agendas to make shit harder for regular people. But I really do feel like there's a strength and power and coalitions into into Mm -hmm. being a part of a movement that's helping better regular people's wages and treatment and creating infrastructure so that we have a more bold vision of living. But when you're just stuck in nothingness and nowheresville, um, boy, does it get awfully, uh, you know, hard to, yeah. to live on a day-to-day basis. It, can. it definitely can. So not recognizing this world, a lot of people feel that way. Like, ah, what's going on with politics? What's going on? Oh, my best friend's a Trump supporter now? Great. Mm-hmm. I've lost half my friends to Trumpism and all this conservative ragamuffin bullshit. What is that? Yeah. So how do we live in a world where the things that we've grown to um, uh, g- give us comfort uh, don't give us comfort anymore? just have to pull back sometimes and disconnect. Yeah. Give yourself time to heal and get over it. And wouldn't you have enough little extra bits mm. to give? Yeah. To, to deal with that kind of stuff then you can but if you can't then disconnect and that's okay right i have here losing your sense of humor and connectedness i mean at the end of the day i mean i think good vibes good attitudes uh a a surplus of vitality and empowerment come from a sense of identity and purpose and a sense of humor and connectedness to each other how do we find that in, in today's world well, sometimes it's just a complete luck of the draw and who you end up around yeah, at work. Yeah, totally. Like, is, as it happened with me. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's just finding community online, which I thought I had at one point, but that blew up in our faces. Um, <laughs> you just have to be careful <laughs> and just keep an ear out and an eye out for little souls that, that connect with you throughout yeah. the day. Now, well, what about people like myself? I mean, I am, you know, I get a lot of this from my chiropractor friend. You know, he's an overachiever. He's a he's a go getter and all that. But it's like, but there ain't no nothing to get. You know, how are you gonna go fishing in a fucking lake that ain't got no fish? And so, yeah. if we're go getters and we 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 are guided by humor and uh, humanness and heart, and yet we go out time and time again for these soulless jobs that just tear us down at the end of the day how do we find the strength and empowerment to build 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 a life uh of 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 goodness and uh how do we stay a go-getter when there's nothing to get i guess just perseverance yeah i don't know i mean i'm not a go-getter when it comes to career and working and Thanks. Well, I'm a go-getter. That's why I'm going to stop the podcast and go on YouTube and then write books because I feel like it's the next evolution of, of this phase of my life. Not phase, but stage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's a phase because right. this is who I am, but 
I, I just feel like, you know, fuck it. I, you you want to make the world a better place? Energy is intention. Go out there and do it. And um, never mind the naysayers and all these weirdos and hateful souls out there that will naysay yeah. you. I think you have to listen to your conscience and soul. Yeah. You just have to have a filter that can filter that nonsense out. Well, and you kind of have to stay who you have always been. There has to be a consistency in who you are i find people are just all over the place some people change all the time and some people don't change at all and that's what i love about some of the friends that have lasted is that maybe they've changed in little ways but at the root of who they are they're still consistent some people just change they're a different person every other fucking thursday so how do we stay consistent in who we are sometimes it takes work you have to catch yourself if you find yourself changing to fit into a job or fit into a situation that really isn't that important to you and just try to remember who you are and what you stand for and keep that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I don't mean to wax negative, but we do live in abnormal times and it's easy to pretend like it's not there and then it makes you feel crazy. It's this gaslighting. Yeah. Well, it must be me. No, it's no, not it's you. Not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I wanted to do this episode. But uh, I have here, life's a shit show, and there's a comfort in knowing that. In other words, yeah, embrace that you know that it's really not you. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely fucking it helps. weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really helps. And it's always been fucked up. I mean, let's not fucking mince words here. It's Life's always been a little regressive and a little weird. And you, I think about the times during the 20s where people were walking town to town looking for jobs. And it said, if you don't have a job, a uh, job, you know, you're not welcome here. Keep mm-hmm. o- keep walking. It's like, good grief. And, yeah. and that mentality, you know, there's a lot of wealthy uh, people who want these, you know, they always try to trick people into we want dynamic, intelligent, friendly people who are energetic and are they looking for a robot? What are they talking about? Right. I know. They are. They don't want people with personalities and problems, and they want robots. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well-adjusted robots. Right? Yeah. Isn't that nice? It's like the Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, what am I getting at here, y'all? What am I getting at here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting at the fact that even though we put our best foot forward, we step into a bear trap, right? And sometimes we can't help that. It's just the nature of the universe. It's the nature of this world. The It's not the planet. I love the planet. It's the world I have a problem yeah. with. It's society. the way this society is micromanaged by mankind that yeah. I have a fucking problem with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's ever going to change. I used to be ashamed of that. Now I just openly embrace it, you know? Yeah. Um, but... I feel like life boredom, uh, I have here life boredom because the nature of jobs never seems to change. In other words, capitalism is always going to be crapitalism. It's always going to be this fucking top-down bullshit. And yes, we should politically and socially try to change that, create better outcomes in that. But in the meantime, we're stuck with this shit no matter what. And so... The boredom that comes along with it. I get bored on a cellular level where I'm just, my soul is bored. I'm an old soul. I'm like, oh, I feel like if I, I, I feel like I've learned so much and I've 
gone so many places. I've, I know so much. I'm, I'm so like ready to just like transform into a burst of pure energy and, and re-enter uh, the, the collective consciousness, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet we're still stuck prisoners on this stupid, stupid shallow planet. Uh, but I don't mean to say that to, to bum people out. No, of course not. What I mean is that you have to come to terms with the life you have, and you have to come to terms with the realities because the only way to move forward and get better is to identify the problem. Yeah, what is the real true. problem? Is it you and your attitude? Or is it really the world? Or is it a little bit of both? Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, okay to absolutely. say, well, maybe I do have a little bit of a bad attitude. Maybe my expectations of the world are too high. I I have an idealistic, uh, liberal idea of how I want to see the world. And we're still living in old-timey, regressive, conservative, right-leaning culture. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes our idealism is never met, and so we tend to give up. But I do feel like you have to come to terms with it and identify the problem, identify the culture. Maybe it's a little bit of you. Maybe it's a little bit of them. And at the end of the day, I feel like you just have to kind of grow more gratitude and have less attitude. How do we do that? It's hard. It's hard to take a step back and and try to appreciate things when everything seems like it's so shitty and you you do just have to step back and look at what you have and yeah see that it could be worse <clears throat> and well and just respond to the things that you do have don't lose that ability to snicker and laugh and goof yeah don't do it mm-hmm. you will your soul will die 10 times quicker that way yeah and uh you know i talked about life elasticity you know we lose that when we're just slaves to the grind forever. We lose our ability to snap back. How do we prevent that? How do we stay young and agile? I mean, we're we're almost 50. Well, you are 50. I'm 49. <laughs> How do we, at our age, stay elastic and reflexive? And, uh, re- you know, how do we stay on top of things, even though the world's getting harder, but we're getting worse? In some ways. (laughs) Just staying aware of things. You have to. You can't just let things. Aware of what kind of things? What do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. Have a good evening. No. (laughs) No. Just aware of what's going on around in the world Mm -hmm. and your place in it. and There's a sense of empowerment and knowing you're right. Mm -hmm. Or that you're seeing the world the way it ought to be. And knowing that you're older and embracing that Mm -hmm. and realizing you've learned things and you've grown. And you should grow a sense of humor about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I love an old, you know, timey person who's got a kind of, you know, like the last 100-year-old. How'd you do it? She's like, whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) What about men? No, I swore off men a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, sense of humor is so important. It's key, man. Yeah, it is. I have written here our illuminant spirit. We're... You know, it's like Yoda said, we're not this crude matter. We're luminous beings. And I think that's where a lot of Christianity comes into play. And they want some cosmic justice. They want us to be more dignified than what we are seeing. And a lot of times they think, you know, oh, heavy metal's the devil. And and everybody's going to shit. Never mind that 
that has nothing to do with the devil and that has nothing to do with anything but human nature. But, but at the end of the day, I mean, being luminous beings as we are, how do we stay classy? With effort. It's yeah. so easy sometimes, I think, to just <clears throat> fall into being classless like so many people around you. And right. you just have to realize that you're better than that. Are people you... really as ignorant as all that? Because, like, I take for granted what I know, and I see some people out there. I'm like, oh, my God. People Dude, don't know anything. Why do people you just... You spent two hours in urgent care last week. You saw it. Oh, it was hell, you guys. Oh, my God. Mic- microwave. What the fuck? Multiply that by a billion. Microwave that have- by a billion. <laughs> exactly. And you have my job. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yes, people are really that ignorant. Yeah. What is that? Do people just not care to learn and grow? Like, are they afraid oh, yeah. to be nerds? Are Some we becoming are too stupid? To- are we becoming idiocracy? Oh, yeah. We've been there. Yeah. We're far past becoming. Oh, no. We are. <laughs> pretty sure. Really? Yeah. It's what plants crave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes it feels like the sky's the limit. Sometimes it feels like the limit's the sky. And I just, I want to create, that's why I'm politically active. Not to stick it to conservatives, not to shit on Trump, but we have to identify regressive horseshit so that we can start identifying what's going to work in our society. And, you know, you've got this culture. I get it. We're all jaded. We're all cynical. And you've got the right wing. They're jaded. They're cynical. They believe in this deep state. And they all think that, you know, the world is rigged out of their favor. But we're living in a center-right culture. How can they not see that actually it's rigged toward them, not against them? Because they're being told otherwise. Yeah. This woe is meism. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Poor people. And it's always caused by others. The other Right. Those people over there. Yeah. yeah. Keep propping up that xenophobic attitude. Well, we're getting down to the part where I want to start giving you my spiel about the social fabric, the social contract in this country. At the end of the day, yes, it does help to have more gratitude, less attitude, um, to identify the problems of burnout and depression and anxiety and Ask yourself where that's coming from. Where do I stack up in this world? And what job would actually work for me? You know, because if you got to work, well, find something that works for you. Um, I I have here giving up versus giving in. Um, You know, giving up means that you take a break, but then you never stop taking a break. Uh, The Mm. life paralysis. It happens when we give up. We get depressed. We get despondent. We start... Uh, questioning ourselves and reality and we go down this rabbit hole of pity parties and despair etc and sometimes we never get out of that we set up camp and we live there forevermore um but i do believe that um giving you can't give up and you can't give in you know giving in means that sometimes you conform to these shitty attitudes and i don't think you have to do that either I think the third option is to do it your way. Live to the beat of your own drum. It's like that saying says, um, be yourself. The world will adapt. (laughs) Or, obviously, be yourself. It's all that you can do. Well, exactly. It shouldn't be rocket science. No. 
the world isn't meant to be that complicated. I know that I think a lot of people are afraid of change and afraid of technological change because they think change, everything's getting too sophisticated. Yeah, but that's natural progression. At the end of the day, change doesn't have to be necessarily a bad thing. I think we have to kind of roll with the punches, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I set all of that up to say that the social contract is broken. And what do I mean by that? You know, we have, you know, the Bill of Rights, right? We have all these things that guide us as Americans or as citizens uh, that are, you know, talk about the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of freedom. And a lot of times things get in the way of those things, which really do, you know, counteract and contradict the actual pursuit of freedom in our actual Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by is that the social contract is broken is that they said that if we work hard and do our best, that we should be allowed reasonably to have a pretty good quality of life you know mm-hmm. and now we're getting to the part where a lot of people that don't work for it have the life of riley and a lot of people who are good kind-hearted souls are having a life that they just can't stomach and so the social fabric is eroding the social contract is breaking down they claim that they want us to have the freedom to pursue justice and liberty in the American way and freedom. And yet all these economic things are put into play that contradict that. Speak about that. Yeah. Well, it just makes me think that when the minimum wage was signed in federally, mm-hmm. the idea of it was that someone making minimum wage would be able to pay rent, would be able to a have a car, standard. would be able to have a standard. Wasn't and meant now, to be the only way. No, but now you have people <clears throat> that are making minimum wage that are fighting to not get it raised because they're saying, well, that's not what it was meant to be. Well, yeah, that's exactly mm. what it was meant to be, but they people... These organizations and the the right wing keeps hammering into these people that that's not what it was meant to be for, and you shouldn't expect that. And what do you expect if you're just doing this type type of work? Well, and and I almost feel like the right wing are trying to convince Americans that a better society isn't possible, and that we should mm-hmm. always blame ourselves for our problems. It's yeah, like good grief, absolutely. even when you're doing everything right. Sometimes shit doesn't work out. Why is that? Because the social fabric is eroding, you guys. Yeah, and the whole, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps <clears throat> mentality. Not really realizing that saying was literally meant to portray something that's impossible. Right. Like, you have straps on top of your boots. You literally cannot pull yourself up off the ground and out of your situation by doing it yourself. Yeah, but they exactly. use it as a positive, it's a, it's a, like to motivate it's people when it's and when impossibility. it was when it was made to be something that's not something that you can do. Yeah, if you pull on your shoes while standing, you will not raise exactly. up off the ground. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah, I just thought they meant putting your shoes on. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, that's exactly it. And they they try to use these things to tell you to you. You have to do it. It's all on you when it's actually they're putting you in an impossible situation. Right. 
That's exactly what I'm getting at. But they want to blame you and make you blame yourself. Make you for feel it. ashamed and yeah. make you feel like you're not working hard yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so I don't blame the president of the United States and I don't blame any particular individual, but I do feel that the social contract that we enter into upon our birth is being broken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100%. At the end of the day, work hard. Okay, done. Check. Go to college. Okay, check. Pull yourself by the bootstraps. Okay, did that too. Then they move the goalposts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying this to be bitter or to sound like, you know, because a lot of people want to make excuses and do nothing. No, the opposite. We have to understand that the contract was broken. And so we're living in this whole new world where doing your best and doing everything right and going to school and going to college and raising kids and getting married and the whole nine, the social contract was is that it reasonably, if you were doing everything right, you should live a certain quality of life. Mm-hmm. And it's not happening. No, not at all. I, I did everything right. And I'm not bitter. And it's not about being bitter. It's about how do we make it better? Or it can be feeling bitter. Well, you can feel better in the bitter <laughs> in the moment, but then you better you gotta shift that into something yeah, I know. more, you know, useful. But yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get bitter. Fuck. You do everything right and you're like the 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 cost of living gets higher, the rent gets higher. And yet, unlike the sixties, we don't have a sense of camaraderie where we can rally together to make change and that's what i mean about the hippie days are over man the sense of protest the sense of boycotting the sense of politically minded activism isn't gone but it's getting more rare we're becoming a culture of fuck nuts speak about it well it's just because society is making people think that that doesn't work and that's not important could it be because that we're, it does work and it is important? So they're trying to to keep people away from doing that kind well, of thing. Well, then everybody claims, well, self care, Brian. Self care. Yes, yes. We all get broken. I get that, and we have to, you know, rise from the ashes like a phoenix into our a new version of ourselves after we've self cared. I get that. So there is a time and a place to exert, and there's a time and a place to self care, of course, but. What about the people that are in perpetual woe is me, perpetual giving up, perpetual everything's fucked and I'm not going to try anymore? In other words, but what I'm getting at is everybody has become so sensitive and broken and fragile that they uh, fail to stop being selfish. Like we've all grown so wounded and bruised by our society that we've all become kind of self-centric in the sense that we don't even think about one another or as a collective anymore. And so I think maybe that's how they want it. They want to break us down to the point that we can't collectively bargain for Mm -hmm. better. That's absolutely what they want it to be. So how do we get people to understand their own sort of uh, uh, place in that? It's hard. I'm not exactly sure because I myself fall into that a lot i feel like just feel like 
despair, I guess. Despair and depression. Sure, we and all go through that, of sometimes course. Sometimes I don't know how to pull myself up out of that. Yeah. Well, and I, and I all I, all I mean is at the end of the day, this whole episode is about getting you to understand that the world isn't normal. It is abnormal. And we should not normalize abnormalness. When things are fucked up, no, we should not grow accustomed to that. We should yeah. continually fight, fight, fight for what's right. Continually fight, fight, fight for equality. Fight, fight, fight for better jobs, better infrastructure. And fight, fight, fight so that you don't have to feel broken and have to self-care all the time. Yeah. If we went down to a four-day work week, for example, that's a new thing in the news right now. Bernie Sanders is pushing it. The left is pushing it. A lot of people laugh and mock it. But, dude, it actually Im not only improves people's attitudes about work and reduces burnout, but it actually increases productivity for the company itself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I do. And I'm, you yeah. know, I'm not in a type of company where, you know, you sit there and you, you, you're productive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a grocery store, so it depends on what's you know, what comes your way. I don't have any control over that, but in other situations, yeah, like the f working four days is saving my sanity. Absolutely. Honestly. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, two days off, one day is a personal day for laundry and errands and the next day is relaxation. And now you, but you then, gotta, half, but of then half of it's ready getting for ready the, for yeah. the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's not enough. It's time. not sustainable anymore. Mm-mm. And we have to start pushing for progressive values, you guys, not liberal values. I'm talking small p progressive, not politically progressive, but just values, progressive values, pushing this country forward out of regression. And that's what this show has always been about, is identifying what is regressive and oppressive and tyrannical. Mm -hmm. But God, man, like I said, some people just aren't even smart enough or aware enough to know what that what is regressive what no, what what no. do we do when half the country is buffooned into this it's all my own fault mentality they yeah. they play the victim they play the guilt trip and they feel like they're they just got to work harder even though we know that the system is rigged yeah it, if you can't convince them to change to other <laughs> sources of information and news and whatever it's just kind of on a personal basis like if you're talking to someone and they're they have that mindset just try to snap them out of it yeah bring some truth into it truth and, bomb yeah hashtag truth bomb <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean at the end of the day i mean this whole episode isn't about being negative it's not about woe is me it's not about pity parties it's not about shitting on the rich or um uh, highlighting how unfair the world is what it's about you guys is identifying burnout identifying regressiveness and identifying ways in which we create a better society for the vast majority of middle class people and that's a middle out society not a top down society and we yeah. do that through talking we do that through sharing we do that through better ideas and disseminating those ideas so that they become popular enough in our society to catch fire, to take root. Mm -hmm. And you can't yeah. do that with your head in the sand. No, you cannot. Right. Because I do believe the social contract has been broken. Mm -hmm. 
100%. And I'm offended by it. Yeah. And then I get shit for being on food stamps rather than society put you know feeling the shame that it let us down not the other way around. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And then they have the audacity to create all these rules for us. Fuck your rules. Mhm. I-, I obeyed I obey the law. I do everything right. Why on earth should I feel shame for not having a million dollars? Yeah. You know? Well, shit. I'm so on the other end of things that I think we there should be a UBI, universal basic income. I'm starting to get there myself. I, I didn't honestly, used to think that yeah. I was, but I'm starting to get there myself. Yeah. And and make that enough that people can get by. Mm. I mean, not it's not going to be a lavish lifestyle. Right. And then if you want to work to implement that, then cool. And we should have socialized medicine to fall back on so we don't have to depend on jobs for that. Well, it's like Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek is all about getting rid of this antiquated system of capitalism so that we can better the world. And we do that by enriching ourselves. And we do that by getting rid of poverty and disease and bettering a world where we don't work for the accumulation of money. We work for the accumulation of experiences. Yeah. And gaining knowledge. Mm-hmm. We should be so lucky to have that society and yet the problem with a lot of people is the idealism people get bummed out because oh we're never going to see that day so what do we tell folks because at the end of the day you're right we are basically setting up a world that's going to be better that we might not ever live to enjoy so how do we continually fight that fight for future generations and our kids well that's the hard part because yeah it's not instantaneous and a lot of it you won't see for a generation Mm -hmm. or two so it's it's hard to work towards something that you're not going to see the fruits of yeah and that's where we kind of have to look at the big picture of we're creating a better society exactly greater equality and a more enriched and intelligent society yeah and that's what i mean you guys i mean whatever your politics are i mean if something's backwards and regressive and ignorant and depends on hate, you're on the wrong side of fucking history, my friend. Yeah, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's really all I have. I mean, at the end of the day, I, yeah, I'm burnt out. Yeah, I get over it a lot. It happens. It happens every few months when things aren't going your way. We live in a society that doesn't want to reward anybody doing their own thing yeah we do until you get famous and then oh then the money just flies in mm-hmm. I know. and at the end of the day i just feel like yeah i'm not gonna give up i'm not gonna give up on who i am i'm not gonna give up on what i'm doing and i'm not gonna give up on my audience and i'm not gonna give up on doing the right thing because when doing the right thing becomes wrong then i don't want to be right yeah yeah you know? 100%. Yeah. Anything else, babe? Not really that I can think of. Nah. Yeah. What would you say? Because I know a lot of people are going to listen to this episode and be like, so negative. It's not. It's about seeing shit the way it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, you have to be realistic about things. You don't have to let it depress you and get you right. down. Right. That's right. But you have to know what's actually happening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you don't have a strategy to to deal with it, then you're just going to kind of, 
I don't know, become a part of it. And, you know, working for the enemy, you know, maybe it works for a little while while you're getting your college education or while you're raising kids, but eventually you want to have an off-ramp, an exit ramp into something not only more fruitful, but that speaks to your soul and also yeah. creates a world that you can be proud of, that you're contributing to building a world that you believe in. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I'm just so passionate about podcasting and so dispassionate about going to work for some fucking shitty little business. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Why do I want to make some fucking stranger rich? Fuck him. Yeah. Fucking dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at the end of the day, yeah, I want a Star Trek future. And I want men and women to get along. And I want children to be raised in a society where adults smile at them. And they don't have to worry about perverts and weirdos and creepos. And where we can get jobs that pay enough to buy a house. And not have to worry about apartments and the rent going up every year mm. and not have to be on food stamps to eat yeah at the end of the day that is the world i want it's not a left-wing world it's not a right-wing world it's just a world where regular people feel good enough to live in and to thrive that's the world i want mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you know yep. yeah and that's all i got so thank you babe Welcome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was a good show. Um, you guys, we got only a handful of episodes left. We're going to be doing a YouTube channel, Chef Bright Comedy. Please come on over. I don't know what. What, I got to come over and mow your lawn? I don't know. Dudes, you guys, come over, please. Chef Bright Comedy on YouTube. And uh, we're going to be starting a bunch of very thoughtful and interesting videos, including empath stuff, including the paranormal, and including, uh, you know, talking about mental health. That's, that's kind of our jam. Yeah. And uh, uh, look out for that, as well as Chef Bry's Food for Thought. It will be a podcast and YouTube channel. And yeah, I may end up going back to work for a little while. I don't know. I'm feeling a little burnt on that. But... We'll see what happens. I try to keep an open mind because uh, there's some cannabis people, some jobs out there that might be a lot of fun. And so I'm try, try, trying to keep those doors open, even though in my mind, in my heart, the doors are welded shut. But no, no, I'm going to keep an open mind and I'm going to keep a good attitude and I'm going to be successful, win, lose or draw, my friends. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> and do what you gotta do to be happy for you yeah you know thanks you guys we will see you next week bye 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 bye